Cash Color Cannabis a higher level of conversation. Um, today I have a super dope guest in the building. I have my man Tyler from Hyper. Um, we get to discuss the exploding cannabis industry and how money's being made hand over fist. But where can a entrepreneur actually put their money? You know, a lack of banking options due to the plant being still Schedule One drug list cannabis puts cannabis business in danger of having a proper place to bank. Um, lucky for us, Hyper can solve some of those problems. So today we're going to talk to the VP of Hyper, and we're going to speak to him about how the brand got started, um, payment challenges for cannabis businesses, and the need for a real banking option in the cannabis industry. So without no further ado, Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you. All right, great, man. Well, well, let's get started. Um, speak to us about how Hyper came to be, and speak about the role it plays in the cannabis industry right now. Sure. So, Mecca, uh, Hyper was developed by bankers for bankers to enable institutions to effectively and profitably serve highly regulated industries. Mm. So, I think what what many people in the industry fail to realize is their their industries are perfectly legal that have been effectively shut out of the banking system or, or have very limited options. Because they're highly regulated, they create a significant compliance burden for any institution looking to serve them, uh, and therefore there are a very limited number of institutions that will bank them. Um, and, and cannabis, uh, aside from being federally legal, provides a lot of those challenges for institutions. So um, we're, we've been developed to uh, enable institutions to make the most difficult accounts they bank, the most transparent from a regulatory compliance perspective. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, that's really what's needed uh, for these institutions to openly bank these industries. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, how did you find yourself involved with Hyper? Uh, for me personally, I was, I was one of the original employees, uh, and I, I had known our CEO. Uh, I had just uh, gotten out of a company that I had started about uh, uh, five years earlier, and uh, uh, just jumped into the front lines of this. So I've been fortunate to, um, you know, be on the front lines of this industry for four and a half years. And we, we joke in the space that it's like dog years. So, uh, I say, I'm, you know, I'm in my thirties in cannabis, uh, but, uh, uh, we've had a really unique view of this, uh, industry, uh, during that time, you know, I personally sit with our bank and credit new clients one day, uh, I'm with the regulatory bodies another day. Uh, I spend a lot of time with government officials, and then obviously I spend a lot of time with the industry as well uh, and operators throughout the country. Okay. You know, um, I've often spoke about the dangers that current cannabis businesses face as they can't use traditional banking on my podcast. Um, can you speak about some of those issues and how hyper can be a possible cure? So, I, yeah, and, and I want to address that as well. Sure. So, Contrary to what's published in the media, most operators are transparently banked in the U.S. Mm. Uh, so uh, the numbers that have skewed, the numbers that have been put forth in the public, have been related to the California market, Nevada markets. Uh, really, that's that's where the I would say the the biggest challenges have been, and I think California's in particular because as a bank or credit union, how do I determine whether or not my operator is complying with state law if that law is maybe not as well defined as it could have been. Mm. Um, and so as of January 1st, 2018, with the new regulatory framework, we've seen a number of institutions come into that market. So um, the notion that this industry is not being banked throughout the country is, is just false. Um, uh, and so I would say north of, well north of 80% of, of licensees have a transparent option. Now, that being said, every state is very different from mm. a banking dynamic. So 
there are some states that have as many as seven institutions openly banking the industry there, and there are other states that have only one option for every licensee in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so every state's its own world, so to speak, um, and there are truly less than 35 institutions in the U.S. today truly openly banking the state legal cannabis industry. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, that that is that is good to know. And right now, hyper, where is hyper available at? Is it only available in certain states, like where recreational is allowed, or is it allowed in medical places as well? Uh, it's allowed in both. So, okay. so hyper, our clients are solely banks and credit unions. Okay. Okay, and the vast majority of what we do is never seen by a merchant or consumer. Mm. Uh, there are features of our technology that touch the merchant and consumers through the bank or credit union. Okay. Uh, but we, we have clients throughout the country and we're expanding fast. Uh, so uh, we have to have a bank or credit union client in that state to serve the market. Mm. Uh, but uh, I, I would expect us to be you know, nationwide in the U.S. by, I would say, middle of 2019. Uh, the way things are going. Okay, that's a bold that's a that's a bold prediction. Um, hopefully, we can we can see that. Um, was it hard to convince banks and banking institutions to get on to get on side with with with, with hyper? Like, was that was that a hard negotiation? Extremely. Okay. Uh, especially at the beginning. So, you know, four and a half years ago, uh, there were only one or two markets that were open. The institutions that were banking the industry didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And we were a new technology that nobody knew existed. They'd never seen anything like it. And so, you know, we're selling a new technology to financial institutions that are risk averse by nature, uh, that don't want to talk about the industries they're serving. Uh, and so that, that was an extremely challenging proposition four and a half years ago. Now, that dynamic has changed dramatically. So, uh, you know, based on, uh, you know, us having a, a great track record through the years, uh, having clients that have been very successful and, and really building relationships through the entire ecosystem of the industry. Uh, we're fortunate that, you know, it, in today's world, we speak for every major bank or credit union association. Uh, uh, we, we spend a lot of time with regulatory bodies. Uh, people in the industry know us. And so if an institution, you know, uh, even considers banking the, the industry, we typically either hear about it or they call us directly at this point. Uh, so we've been very fortunate that that dynamic has changed over the years. Okay. You know, that was my, my next question was going to be how you actually link up with banks and banking institutions. Is it a situation where you actually have to solicit them or do they come to you for the most part? You know, we, we have a very uh, clear perspective on who's doing what throughout the country. So okay. um, I don't believe there's an institution that's banking the space that we haven't had discussions with. Um that doesn't necessarily mean that they, they move forward with us, but um, uh, at this point, like I said, we either, you know, whether it's an attorney, a government official, uh, uh, somebody from the industry or the institution calls us directly, you know, we typically hear about anybody considering even going into the space at this point. Um, and we, you know, again, we've been very fortunate that that's helped spread us quickly. And many of the institutions that have done this manually or try to do this themselves have had such pain points from a regulatory compliance perspective or they've had to hire massive teams on the compliance side to try and run these programs uh, which you know can affect uh, efficiency and bottom line at the end of the day Uh, we're having many of those institutions come to us now and saying hey look we need to really automate this process and streamline it 
Yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. I mean, especially with the growth of the industry, like we're watching state after state after state uh, either go legal, recreational or medical. So at, at some point, something's going to have to be done. So it, I, it's smart for them to kind of be ahead of the game with this right now. Um, speaking about yeah, the correct. Yeah, speaking about the platform itself, um, how user friendly is it or, or how user friendly is it for a, a, a customer to try to, I guess, na- navigate through? It's extremely uh, 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 friendly. Uh, so we've, we've gone to great lengths. Uh, we have a huge dev team that's in-house. Uh, and we've gone to great lengths to make things very simplistic uh, for user interface. In fact, we're fortunate to just be able to publish uh, our app for consumer purchases uh, on the Apple and Google stores. Okay. Uh, so that just happened officially about a month ago. Uh, and so, um, again, to streamline the process. But from a consumer standpoint... Uh, to go in and pay with Hyper at a retail location. Uh, They can download the app. They can set up a profile. Once they set that profile up, they can walk into a dispensary uh, and they can enter their phone number at the check-in counter on on a number pad we provide. That checks them into every terminal. They choose the product. They bring it up to the counter. The butt tender chooses Hyper as the form of payment. They enter their four digit code that they've chosen when they set up their profile and that's it. They can literally pay with their phone number and four digit code. They don't need a card or a cell phone. Awesome. Awesome. That That is that is amazing for a cannabis consumer. You know, it just it just helps out the process. Um, cannabis become. Well, it, oh, sorry. It's go amazing ahead. for a retailer, too, mm-hmm. um, because it, it shortens their line speeds dramatically. Yeah. And that's another thing. Yeah. You cut down you cut down on that waste of time right there. Um, cannabis becoming federally legal is something that we all do hope for. But with federal legalization, I would feel more traditional banking would come online at that point. Um, how does hyper plan to stay relevant if that does happen? what I referenced earlier, the notion that federal legalization is going to dramatically change the banking landscape is, is candidly, we feel misguided. Okay. Uh, and the reason I say that is, is if you look at money service businesses, uh, those are regulatory compliance uh, nightmares for institutions. Uh, they're highly regulated. Uh, they're going to, you know, they're cash intensive in many cases. That fact is, is the bigger reason why I would say institutions don't bank this industry, or equally is as uh, is, is big of a reason as the federal illegality. So the notion that the major banks are going to come into the space uh, uh, and, and they're all of a sudden going to be a, a limitless number of banking uh, options is, is, I think, very misguided. Okay. Uh, and so when that happens, we anticipate expanding pretty rapidly because more institutions are going to need that help. Um, uh, you know, and we're used for money service businesses as well. But where it's really going to impact the industry is 280U will go away, uh, which is going to be a, a huge windfall for the industry. Uh, and lending will, will probably dramatically open up. Okay, well, we are all looking forward to that. Um, and thank you very much for having, for clearing up some of the some of the misconceptions we do have about finances, financial institutions, and cannabis industry currently right now. I do appreciate that. Um, last question for you: If somebody wanted to get involved to learn a little bit more about Hyper, um, wh- how could they go about doing that? Uh, you know, they, they can contact us directly. I, I, oh, really? uh, our information is pretty readily available. Um, our our sites. Uh, I think does a pretty good job of explaining exactly where we sit in the ecosystem. But I, I have you know thirty to fifty phone calls a day from from operators or people in the industry asking questions or wanting to know uh, you know how we can help them or can we put them in touch with a bank or credit union that will bank them and and the answer is, is yes. So 
we've always done that as a service to the industry. We're here to help. We're here to help, um, you know, provide some clarity uh, in an environment where, you know, things have been unclear for years. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would highly encourage anybody to reach out to us directly or me directly uh, and happy to answer any questions they may have. Awesome. Tyler, I do appreciate your time today, and that's all I need. That's Cash Color Cannabis, a high-level conversation.